Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hey Now Bound Podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Shane. And I'm Steven. Steven was walking down 160 a little earlier and right by the recording studio and it's warm in here and we thought, a little cold tonight, why don't we bring him in? Here I am. So here he is. So the title of tonight's uh, podcast is, Y'all Do What in a Small Town? It's a good question. But you're going to have to wait to the end to see what that's all about. We have a hobby that we feel like is definitely... Small town-ish. Small town-ish. It's a hobby that we all enjoyed and have a good... Partook in. We partook for many nights. Yeah, quite a few nights. That's true. So we're going to tell maybe a little bit about that, talk about the hobby, and give our favorite story. And we're going to do favorite stories tonight. Yeah, favorite story tonight from that. The rest of it is going to be about Hayden. We have seven other topics. Uh, The first... Several are all things that are upcoming very soon here in our wonderful small town of Hayden, including the Christmas parade. And then we had some interesting comments on Facebook this week. That's my favorite topics, really, just the Facebook world that you get into. That, yeah, what two of those we're gonna have some fun with, not make fun of, but just have a little fun with because we thought. There's some credibility to what yeah. they're saying. Good, but, good questions. But I think it could also be fun to talk about as well. Sure. And one serious one, which we thought was really a great idea, which yeah. is really awesome. Well, let's take it from the top. Ho, ho, ho. The Christmas Parade. The Christmas Parade is headed this way. Do you want to tell a little bit about that? So that's what, December what? I think it's December the 5th yeah. uh, is correct. Is the, is the correct day. There's some notes there. Take those. Notes that we've got. And... I talked to uh, JJ Ivy. He's the the police chief and uh, the police chief. I'm sorry. He's the fire chief. So, no offense, JJ. <laughs> he, maybe no maybe that's he's aspiring to do that he as could well. Could possibly be the police chief as well. But uh, he's the police. <laughs> it's on your heart, <laughs> JJ. <laughs> Don't tell, J- don't tell J- Chapman. You sh- maybe you should be the police chief. <laughs> don't tell Chapman that you're gunning for his job. Okay. Jay, I spoke to JJ, who's the fire chief. <laughs> got him. Got him correct that time. <laughs> and he gave me some points. It's all on their Facebook page. Uh, it's the West Blunt Fire District, Hayden, Alabama. That's their that's their Facebook page. December 5th, 7 p.m., uh, rain or shine. So if it's raining. What if it's snowing? If it's snowing, Santa Claus. The show goes on. Show must go on. Uh, they're going to provide more lighting this year along the parade route. The parade lineup is at West Blunt Park at 5 p.m. So if oh, you've so got a float. the old ballpark. Oh, up at the OBP. Mm-hmm. Those were those were some fun memories there. A field, B field, C field, D field. I think I hit a ball out on every one of them. My man. My man. So 5 o'clock if you're in the parade. <laughs> if you want to be in the parade. And, and line the way that JJ explained it to me is there's no role. Like you don't. Sign up for it. The way to sign up, you don't is have you to show call up. them. You just you get up there at five o'clock. They let you in the parade. Show up. No, <laughs> Steve, you may need to be. He's going to be in the parade, just like he showed up. Gator, just like he showed up for the podcast. He's going to show up. Yeah, you never know where you're going to find me. You may be walking past that way, and you just get right in. <laughs> <laughs> just pile in the the parade. So uh, that's at five p.m. So you show up. Any any parade any parade float qualifies. I don't think there's any. But let's not size go crazy. Let's though. not go crazy. Don't go crazy. Let's keep it PG. 
apparently there's some 18 wheelers that that are in the parade from time to time. Mm-mm. Big trucking. They have to be there no later than 515. If they're later than 515, what happens? I don't believe they get to get in, but just Cancel. because of the size restraints. Yeah. Or the area restraint. If you have multiple floats, show up. The, if you want to be close together, you got to show up at the same time. If you don't care about that, you can just come in whenever because they're just going to line you up as you get there. Uh, limited parking for the participants. There's just time or area constraints for that. <clears throat> Children must be accompanied by an adult. Makes sense. So if you got the Pee Wee football team, cheerleaders, whoever, um, youth groups, all those have to be accompanied by adults. These are big ones that could possibly happen in Hayden, particularly with some of our Facebook posts. No livestock. Okay. No donkeys. No animals. No goats. No smiling camels. They spit. They do create some issues there. Also, this is a big one, no live Santa Claus. He'll have his own special float. So we're only having one. Only have one Santa Claus. Well, let's not go crazy here in this moment because we don't know all the ages of our audience here. But, I mean, I think that's reasonable. It's true. The Santa Claus will be there. Yeah. Otherwise, you, but you can have a statue of Santa Claus or... A picture of Santa Claus. Just but if he's a, got a pulse, we got one. No life Santa Claus. Mom and Dad one. have a lot of questions to answer. Yes, Do lots of questions. Yeah. And the last point is a $20 donation is requested but not required to be in the parade. And that's only to participate if you're watching, like I'll be doing. If you're on the side of the road, no fee. It's all free. Yep. I look forward to it. I mean, now, and I will say it is – one time when I was coming home from work, I was a bit aggravated that 160 was shut down. But where else is Hayden going to do it? I mean, we've got to, we've just got to use the area that we've got, and it's right down the middle of 160. And if you're a Haydenite, you know that you can go right past. That's right. What is that? Mount Woods. Mount Woods, or it's actually Skyview Lake Road. Skyview Lake Road. Yeah. Go up behind that road. Twist all the way around. You can even take that road all the way to the old high school. Yep. Go all the way through Railroad Avenue. To our one-lane tunnel that we still have that that some people may not know about. Mm Nola? Well, it's it's the one-lane tunnel close to It's right by Lake Nola. Yeah, Nola Lake. Mm -hmm. Lake Nola. Brings you out right there. I was wondering where the... one that's spray-painted up and has always been spray-painted. What do they do in case of emergencies there? What do you mean? The parade's coming through. Oh, well, you just find a way around. Well, the thing about it is that obviously the fire department puts it on. So the fire department catches most emergency calls. Actually, 95% of the emergency calls that come in go through the fire department. So they've got people on standby in locations where they have to be in order to address those. And then they can aid ambulance service in getting around that if that's the case. Mm-hmm. JJ, I mean, they they do a terrific job with it. They do it every year. And him being the fire chief, I think that that helps. I think it's more and more attended every year. The first year is probably no comparison to what it was last year. A ton yeah. of people sure. lined up on the side of the road. Yeah. Well, rain or shine, December the 5th, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. If you're going to participate, 5 p.m. is your number. <clears throat> yep. Otherwise, just be lined up, ready for Santa Claus and the candy to come by. All right. Topic number two, also located in Hayden. You can flip that over. Dry ban, or you don't want to talk about the dry, yeah, dry the, ban. That's topic two. The the ban 
The burn band, dry band. Yeah, not so. a dry band. I think it's a fire band. Burn band. And a lot of people got a little little um, confused by that because so, several of the counties south of here was released from the burn band, and we had some some sufficient or some beneficial rain, but it wasn't sufficient rain to get us out of the the burn ban. And so when I was talking to JJ, when I was talking to him about some of this stuff, he said, hey, you mentioned this. You know, it's not that the fact that the ground, okay, the ground's wet, that's great, but you've got so much dry leaf matter, grass, other tender on top of that, that's really causing the problems. So still not able to go out there and burn your leaves in the backyard right now. What if you burn in a 55-gallon drum? What if you're a garbage burner? Not good. So still I, a note? I, I did that. A couple of years ago, when JJ come and saw me, <laughs> JJ, JJ well, I made know, a visit. That, that JJ, I, I blame it on Vanna, but we set the pasture on fire, so so it can happen. It can happen real quick, especially with any kind of wind or anything like that. It doesn't take much. I thought I had it under control, stretching the uh, hose pipe out. Not quickly ran control. out of length. Wind was blowing. Mm. Quickly got out of hand, and there's nothing like comes. dry pasture grass. Papa yeah. caught our pasture on fire one time. You remember Rude, Daniel Roberts? I do. We had been doing something. We came home, and Papa was burning something out in the pasture. And I'm talking about it just, it was gone. I mean, it just it went crazy. We went, we were ripping up small pine saplings. There's a, a note for you if you're ever looking for something to put out a fire. A good pine sapling green is a good fire putter outer. Slap paddle. Man, we were slapping, and yeah. I didn't think it, I was just praying. I said, Lord, you're going to have to help us because the wind got up. And once you have wind and then dry sage pasture grass, yeah. you're at the mercy. You 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 weren't around when Larry Joe Thomas set his field on fire, similarly, mm-hmm. and tried to put it out with a five-gallon bucket. Not mm-hmm. with water. He was using the five-gallon bucket to, like, stamp it out one at a Instead time. Instead of the pine sapling. Yeah, I, 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 I saw the glow from 160 and it was like, there's a fire at Larry Joe's house. So I took off up the field. I get up there, I see him trying to put the fire out, and he looks at me, and he says, don't you call the fire wagon. Don't you call the fire wagon. I got this under control. I was like, Larry Joe, I'm calling the fire wagon, buddy. We're going going to put the fire out. People's houses are at risk here. We got to. Yeah. So the fire wagon, needless to say, the fire wagon came, sprayed it out. Everything was safe. Thankful the fire, the fire, uh, the fireman and the fire department was there, and ready to get get it put out so big takeaway keep the matches in the house got to be careful with don't play with fire maybe a couple weeks be gone who knows that's right what about number three uh and number three we had was a vacant position on the city council so december 12th the town of hayden will meet and appoint uh, a member for the city council so there's not a runoff or anything. There's not, hey, you need to go vote. They will appoint a member for a vacant position, and then in the future they'll run just like a normal okay. council member would. So that'll yeah. be 7 p.m. on December 12th is when their regularly scheduled meeting is. But a little, little real quick news information, there. information for you. Well, let's head to Facebook. We talked about we have three things. The first one and two of these three things are – Tongue-in-cheek, just kind of good times. So describe the first one, the first post that you saw. It so was recent. It was recent, and it was on the the community page. And the poster 
posted the question, do you think we need speed bumps on Rock Springs Road? First picture that came in your mind? The first picture that came in my mind was the Dukes of Hazard car jumping right, right there at the, you know, the, on the, at the top of Rock Springs Road where they've Just got the good the, old boys. Never meaning no harm. But they've got the little mirror. What is that road that comes out there? It's a subdivision. Some people aren't familiar with the area like y'all are. Turn up Encore. Rings Road. Turn up Encore past Traditions Park. Okay. That's what I thought. Some people, meaning the (laughs) man sitting to my right. Our our traveler was unsure. There's so much information in my brain, it's hard to sort. So Encore Fitness is one one sixty Traditions Park. Can't miss that sign. The road that goes up through there. It is a two lane little road. Yeah. Recent and they it's recently tight. really recently really black topped it and it's a nice smooth. And you can see for a while so you can fly. I'm guilty. I, I get to my house that way a lot of times and you, you don't even think about it. The road's so smooth, you're just rolling. And so I agree. I don't. I don't agree with the speed bump. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, whoever posted this, great idea. It definitely would achieve the results you're looking for. You're going to slow down. Somebody is going to slow down for sure. Either that, or you're going to rip the bottom That's of your car. Speed bumpers. Out. Yeah, for sure. If you don't slow down, you will slow down when your oil completely yeah. drains out of the and bottom. Because it's, it's back there on the speed bump. Yeah, and your 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 car just stops. So, do we need? Let's look, let's say two questions. Is it a good solution, or is it a is it a solution that would achieve the results? So that's question one for both you guys. Two, is it a plausible solution? Number one, would it would it achieve the results we're looking for? Slowing down, it always achieves the result. <laughs> always. <laughs> okay. All right. Number two, is this the best solution, or could there be something? It's probably else the cheapest. But is it the best one? I don't see the harm in it. Coming from, I mean, it, coming from a man that doesn't I don't drive live it up every there. day. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's just put yourself in maybe my situation and the situation of hundreds of other people. Should I have but to come are to we, a five are, I mean, are we talking about randomly through Rock Springs Road? Or? Just one. My understanding with the post is one. She particularly seemed like she wanted it in front of her house. Yeah. That was where her concern was, which... And she may have kids. I get it. Sure. Whatever whatever it was. I'm going to say that there are more effective... Well, I wouldn't say more effective. Example. No. Not more effective. That was the wrong term. But there are more... Efficient? No, not even efficient. Less invasive. Okay. Like what? Less dangerous. Maybe maybe rubs, things that would make you, like, just bring your attention to it. What about so, those thick, wide stripes? Yeah, like the yeah that's, that, those are called rubs. Okay. So when you run over them, it, it makes you... Oh, I'm aware. Yeah, oh, wait a second. And then, I'm, so something else has happened recently. The town of Hayden has put up these little radar signs. You know how many people don't pay attention to those now? But but it does when the little blue and red light flashes. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh yeah, I am going a little quick through here. So, you know, just something to bring attention to. Maybe start there. Start there, and then if it doesn't solve that, then maybe. 
So that was fun. The second, let's give the second fun one. <laughs> so there's lots of questions that are posed on our Facebook community pages. This one, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about where is my dog? Whose dog is this? You can't unsee that now, can you? You can unsee it. It's, it's, I, it's I think I've sent you 10 in the last week. Since we recorded that podcast. If you haven't like, listened to the dog segment, I think that was episode 41. Yeah. You can go back and listen to that. I was like, dude, this is, it's this a, really is an epidemic. epidemic. Yeah. It's everywhere. It dominates the Facebook pages. Yeah. The so, hearts and the minds of our people. Inquiring minds. So this question posed this week was, what are all the booms? Justin Hayden. Not boomers. No, not boomers. What are all the booms? And first thoughts. What, what when you when you read that statement, what are, what's your first thought? Well, my first thought is, well, it's not firecrackers or fireworks because it's not Fourth of July or New Year's Eve. But immediately I go to somebody sighting in their 300 Weatherby off their back porch. Mm -hmm. Automatically, that's what I go to. I thought it was dynamite. That's really what you thought when you read it? You thought that the boom, the boom being dynamite boom, not gun boom? Yes. I don't. I don't know what booms we're talking about here. I thought I hear random booms and I hear a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. So we need to clarify what booms are. That's what we're talking about. And I think there's one that comes that way and it sounds like dynamite, but it's. I thought he was going to say he hears sporadic. random voices, but he went with random booms. Well, he is a streetwalker. It's true. Well, I think judging by the comments under the post, I think the Hayden community went straight to rifles, shotguns, yeah. fires, you know, uh, rimfire. Or not rimfire, but centerfire. Centerfire. And, and I think that's where I was, too. I was like, what boom are you talking about? And, and so if that's you, if you made the post, we're not, not getting on you. Not, but it's just— Is this everyday occurrence? Well, they were, I think they genuinely—it may have been joke. This may be a joke post. I don't think it was. I, I don't think, think it, it was, was genuine. Post, yeah. And, you know, I thought— are you from around here? How long that was have you my, lived Did anybody here? call Tori? The mouth of the South. She would know. If I didn't anybody needs information. She's got it? She's got it. Well, I just thought maybe this is someone who has moved here from another area. That's like, That was where I went. So, so I saw the post, and I thought immediately, this young lady did not grow up in Hayden, Alabama, the week of Thanksgiving. Because starting mid-November through the end of January, I, I'm almost numb to the sound. I don't even pay attention. There's so I, many. That's what I was going to say. I don't ever recall getting concerned about any boom Mm-mm. whatsoever. I, I, I hear it so Like, you know, I go to different places for work, obviously, and I'm so used to it. It doesn't even start. I don't even get startled. Mm-mm. There's somebody's dad on New Year's who loves to shoot a shotgun in the air to bring in the New Year. Ring it in. I don't with a twelve gauge. Feel I should name any names, but we're closely related to him. So just with the choke or without the choke. Three shells or five shells. With the choke helps extend the boom. No plug. I mean not the plug. I mean I said choke, I meant plug. No plug. No plug, so we're getting five rounds. Yeah. No, you double fist, you get 10. Bow, bow, Who's that? Bow. 
Who's that? Yosemite Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, well, so I think, so what do you think the boom is? What, what, I guess, how could we answer this question? How would you answer the question for the, the poster? For the young lady? Or, I'm not sure if it was a lady or a guy. I would be safe to assume it would be a rifle. Shane? I'm going with the 300 Weatherby. I think somebody's deer hunting nearby you. I think they just. Or they're just bored. I think they just put a little venison on the table. Or getting ready to put venison on the table. Or maybe they missed. We've done that. I mean, you take the day in the cutover, the deer hunting store we told. In that one hunt, we shot eight times within a matter of 40 seconds. I was thinking closer to 10, but it was eight. Unless we had four in the clip, one in the hole. That could have been 10. I don't know how we were rolling that day. probably did have four in the clip, one of them. (laughs) <laughs> no doubt, fun, no doubt. If there was Facebook, the question would have been posed. Yeah, speaking of what is all broke out? Having Facebook, how grateful or thankful are you that we didn't have that growing up? So thankful. I'm so thankful. Well, we talked about last accountability. week accountability, right? Probably been a lot better if we had Facebook growing up. I would have been less likely to have gotten into some of the things I got into. Only with your brain today. You didn't have and this that's brain. That's true. I didn't have so those cognitive skills that with I With your 16-year-old brain, would you have had enough sense to not? Probably not. Got to remember, boys, things were different back then. We, A lot different. Lots different, and, and our minds were different, and and we... We didn't care about things that we care about now and didn't well, were concerned you didn't, with You weren't it. concerned about Tommy. You if if at any time in your life that you probably hated the words of Jesus not to worry about tomorrow, it was when you were sixteen. Yeah, I was sixteen, yeah. Take no thought of tomorrow. No, guaranteed. No you ain't gotta worry about that. No I follow that command. I've not thought anything about it. Right. All right, now to the serious and third post on Facebook. Now this is pretty cool. I'm gonna be honest. I like it. I saw I saw this post and I thought the same thing. I told Philip, I said, this is something we really need to talk about. Just, if nothing else, just to bring light to it, to those that do listen to the podcast. And the post was something along the lines of, let's kind of be thankful. This is the time of year that we're thankful for the things that we have. Obviously, we just went through Thanksgiving and Christmas is coming up to where you start thinking about, hey, how can I help other folks this time of year? Because God has blessed us so much, so much in so many ways. And the post was along the lines of, if there's one thing that you need posted on here, but it, that you can't afford, post it on here, and maybe someone has it to possibly trade or. Mm-hmm. Um, has an extra extra one or whatever the case was. And some of the comments were, I mean, just basic things that we all use, refrigerators, mm-hmm. uh, washers, dryers, uh, coats, things like that, which, you know, you don't think a lot about. And, I, and again, talking about the things that you're thankful for, you don't think a lot about it because I go into my refrigerator, it's working, pull out a milk, some milk and drink it and, Go throw it, your dirty clothes in the washer, and it's all everything's all kind of in order. But there are times when you have excess that you can help those that don't have uh, 
as much as you do. Yeah. So that was that was pretty neat to me to to see that. And it was for no cost. So they said, you, if this is not a place to sell this item, hey, yeah. you you need a washer. Well, I got one sale for fifty dollars. No, it was <laughs> it was no. I've got an extra one. I'll give to you. Yeah, it wasn't opposed to try and and give you a platform to sell your additional items. It was a it was opposed to give someone a platform to donate those mm-hmm. those items to some of them legitimately needed. Yeah. Well, what I liked about it is it says we throw away a lot. I mean, not a lot, but we, you know, it's not uncommon for us to throw something away that yeah. we're just not using anymore. That might be the very thing that somebody would could be helped by. And I just thought that'd be neat. You could, you know, before you had a clean out, before you went to the dump on Saturday, you could look on there and go, what's needed? Oh, man, I got, I'm fixing to throw one of those away. Yeah. I just thought it was a neat way to not waste, but at the same time, really help somebody else. Yeah, and there was a whole gamut of things on there. Like I said, uh, jackets, coats sweaters shoes refrigerators freezers yeah washers dryers just basic things like you said sometimes you just have an extra one to get rid of where where can they find that we talked about that that somebody may be really interested in that where where? that was on the hayden alabama news page so hayden alabama news facebook page scroll on there you can find that maybe there's some items that's laying around your house yeah that you can really bless somebody with this holiday season so, uh, the wrestling tournament was this past weekend, and that's something that's is an annual thing. Sean Steele annual wrestling tournament. It was there at Hayden. We did a couple of little videos there, an interview with the coach Crane, yeah, and then those. A, a good little pin by Briscoe. That's true. Yeah, I did see that. So obviously they did a few more than that. So congratulations, Hayden wrestling team. The junior varsity finished third, third. overall. And the varsity finished second. Mm-hmm. They faced number one in the state, Jasper. Wow. Number three in the state, A-Rab. This was not a joke. This was seriously, you know, ranked yeah. competitive teams. And the Wildcats went in there, showed out. They solid. Number two, number three. I was proud of them. So go Wildcats, man. We're proud of you guys. Keep it up. Looking for bigger things out of that group as yeah, they, as they proceed. The, yeah. the main topic... Read that title for me Hobbies one more time. in a small town. You do what in a small town? You do what? Y'all do, yo, not you, y'all. Y'all do what in a small town? So we're going to center it upon, and, and don't, if you're not from small town, maybe you're from a city. What we're fixing to say, don't just misconstrue it. Don't misconstrue it. Hang in there. A hobby that we got into, which is it's not as prevalent anymore, I know people still do it, is raccoon hunting. So coon hunt. The ring-tailed varmint. R- raccoon. I've never heard it called raccoon hunting, though. Yeah, you take the RAC off, and it's just coon hunt. Coon hunt. So we got into that back in... 2000. 2000, 2001. And the sport, if you're not familiar with it, it's really a, a sport for the dog. And, yeah. and you, you, if you don't love dogs and hunting with dogs, you probably are not going to like it. But so obviously it's a sport done at nighttime. So after the sun goes down, even though we let loose right there at sunset sometimes it was successful. Which was beneficial to us because at that time, bedtime was not as important to me as it is now. No, because you were in college. It's true. Do you remember do you remember hunting literally all night long? Mm-hmm. The sun be coming up. Mm-hmm. And we still got to go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. You have a different level of energy when you're younger. 
It's a responsibility. Zero responsibility? Yeah. That gives you the energy. Maybe so. I, I want to argue this. So I know this is not the topic. Shane and I have talked about this a little bit. I'm going to bring it up. This is on topic, but also applies to many other areas. I think one of the key drivers to having that energy to stay out late, to keep going when you're tired, is these things that you do that you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I think the unknown, the ex- that, that excitement that is generated just in what's going to happen, I think is what allows you to keep going and keep going and keep going in those situations. What do you think? To your point, when we would cut loose, you just didn't know where it would end up. A wise man once told us, and you remember this, he said, you love that dog? Yeah. He said, well, if you love that dog, you take a good look at him and pet him every time you cut him loose because that may be the last time you ever see him. may be the last time. Because they don't have a call on them. Hmm. You know, we didn't have shot collars and stuff like that where we could, you know, buzz them back. Do you remember that? Tracking device you used to had to fold it out, look like something. Big you was trying antenna. to get in touch with the moon. Yes, you, <laughs> the you, lunar it, landing. We talked to extraterrestrial life with that thing and spin around and, and you, holding this antenna. They look like it belonged on top of your house. You know, had the gain, and that's how you knew how far the dog was by how much gain you had to put on it. And then you had to get just right. If you were under a power line, you may be getting the false reading. Yeah. And today it's GPS. Yeah. You put a GPS collar on that dog just like on your iPhone. Well, he's he's 15 yards to the left. We didn't have that luxury. Didn't have that. And and we would it sounds crazy. And and if you've never been So let's start from the beginning. So nighttime sport. Nighttime sport. You really need a four-wheel drive truck, dog box, something to haul the dog around. And some in. property. It definitely gotta have some property. No houses around. And here's the thing about the the property. Why? Because the dog is going to go wherever he wants to go or she wants to go. So if you're hunting in a neighborhood or near a road, I mean, you didn't want to hunt near a road Mm. because that dog, if the if the raccoon went across the road, guess who else was going across the road? Yeah, I go highball on the on the train tracks. You remember that story? Maybe what's what's the movie where the red red grows? grows? Mm But they got smoked by a mountain lion. Covey loves that movie and hates it all at the same time. Yeah, he squalls. Sometimes I feel like I want to cry too. Loves watching it, but that's a great picture of what it takes to train a coon dog. You have got to spend time, time, time taking them hunting, pulling hides, all those things. But you, you think about you spent all that time training, and it was really not. For me, it was not so much that I love. I loved coon hunting as much as I loved to socialize while we were coon hunting. Oh yeah, we had some because I don't know many people who go coon hunting by themselves. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. I met a couple never, of guys, but very few. Because I wasn't going by myself. There's some there's too many some, things could happen. Some conversations probably not great for this, but that we had that I will forever remember <laughs> laughing. Till my, <laughs> till my stomach till hurt. stomach hurt. Till you had a headache. Just standing there listening to the dog, but they're forever ingrained in my mind. Good times. Good times. And it was simple. It kept us out of trouble. It was trouble. clean fun. It was clean. It was very clean fun. We weren't hurting anybody, hurting anything. Mm-mm. A lot of life lessons there. And if you're an animal lover and you say, well, how could you do that? At the end, 
We didn't even shoot them. Most of the time, no. Most of the time, we wouldn't even shoot the animal. It was more about just letting the dog run, do his thing. Because well, Ernest because didn't really care. Where whether you shot it out or not. He didn't care if you shot it out or not. Well, the reason we didn't, though, is because you can run You can run the dog year-round. Mm-hmm. You don't, But you can only hunt the raccoon during October through January. February, I think. February. I think. It's been a so, long time. So the majority of the year... We were just, we were just running the dogs. Do you remember hunting up here? And I don't know if it was Ernest got after a deer. No, no that was red. Definitely wasn't or Ernest. red. Okay, was red. red got after a deer, and we got into old. I think it was the gray goose, the Z, <laughs> Z, and headed up Tibble Road. Well, Philip got a glimpse of red. <laughs> And jumping the across the road, running the deer back across. So Phil got out of the truck and was going to run after. <laughs> and they had just bush hogged the pasture. But for some reason, the ditch mm. was like a drift. cut off just the same as the pasture. <laughs> and Phil had his overalls on and his coon hunt light and his boots. And he was digging across through there. I'm talking, he was, I mean, he was just wow. yelling at that dog. And you just seen him, and he took a step and it didn't catch and just plowed the ground up. Johnny went. <laughs> <laughs> One of those times that you'll remember, or I'll remember forever. And, and I was already mad. Oh, you were. And then hot. Really? And I was at a, at a heart, heart attack. I, I was hoping you didn't catch him at this point because <laughs> it would. <laughs> It was not going to be good. I was rooting. I was rooting for Red at this point. You know, run, I, Red, run! I love that dog. I regret ever trying to make him a coon dog. He was he the best have been deer the dog. Best I've deer ever. dog you ever had. Because here's a, you know, obviously. So here's another little tidbit. If you're not used to the raccoon hunting, you never want your dog to run deer. Mm. Never ever want to run deer. And Red was a deer dog that I was trying to make into a coon dog. <laughs> a coon because dog. here's what he'd do. He, whether it was a doe or buck, it didn't matter. He would get on the track, and because of how he was just so smart naturally, he was going to run that deer, circle it back to you. I don't know how many big bucks I have watched behind that dog yeah. because he would literally run the, dog, run the deer until he circled it right back around to where we cut him loose. Why did I, we try to train him out of that? I don't know. He was a fantastic deer dog. Would have been. Yeah. He, was a, he was a decent coon dog. He wasn't well, terrible. He, he, he was whatever he crossed first. If he crossed a deer first, he was going to run it. If he crossed a, crossed a raccoon first, he oh, was going to run it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. A ball, a ball track. Yeah. And then a ball tree. Mm-hmm. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, you, you would get up there close to him and like you would go to leash him up and he would ball right in your face. In, you, in like, your face. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm telling you? Yeah, so when you get to the tree that the dog is sitting there barking at the tree, you you go and you you put a leash on and then take the leash and tie it to the closest sapling. Mm -hmm. And every time, what he's talking about, you'd have that clip and you'd go down there and as soon as it would be about to do it, he'd throw his head back, (laughs) right in your face. Oh, he was a good one. Yeah, he was. Lean. He was a lean dog. He looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. He had a high metabolism. Yeah. I good had dog. one of those for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you about did. 22. finally yeah. caught up with me. You were lean. Well, let's talk about, uh, you want to you tell our favorite story real quick? You tell it. All right. So we used, to, we used to competition hunt 
PKC, that was an organization. And so you would have four people or three, four people would hunt against one another. There's a point system. You get have a judge. 175, 50, 25 for the first bark, which is called the strike trail bark that when they first smell. And then 175, 50, 25 for the tree bark. And so that's how it's done. And then, you know, once you get, get everybody set, because most of the time all the dogs go to the same tree, you get the order and then you go into the tree after three minutes. They have to stay on the same tree for three minutes before you can score it. You go in there. Well, we had cut loose and I was hunting uh, Ernest, an English red tick. And there was another walker dog, which we always had a vendetta against. It was almost like we we're all against every walker dog we ever hunted because <laughs> yeah. that's what most of the people hunted. Most people hunted walker and dogs. And nobody hunted English dogs. Nobody. So we were kind of the outcast, the underdog. Yeah, we're the underdog. Well, the underdog with the big dog because Ernest was a. He was a man of a dog now. He held his own. He held his own. Well, they got down there. Ernest, the thing, the part about Ernest is he wouldn't do a trail bark or a strike bark till late. And that's how he treed really close a lot of times because he would sneak up on him instead of starting to bark and the coon just running and running and running. Mm-hmm. You know, it would surprise him. He'd go up a tree. Well, he was late on that. And then he got, I think, first tree. But he, the strike was so low. So let's say he was 25 on strike, 100 on tree. So he's 125. Well, the next dog was 100 on strike, 75 on tree. So we're down 50 points. Yeah. And it was a, it was an hour hunt. So this was it. This was the only turn loose we was going to go to. So we go. We had to go all the way down this hill, down a creek to this pasture. And they once we got to the pasture, the dogs were on the other side of the pasture, but they were split. You know, we were so far away at first, we thought they were on the same tree, and that's the way we scored them. But when a dog is split, then you score the different trees. And so now, you know, we have an opportunity to be 100 and 100 to do well again. So we get in there, we tie the dogs off on their respective, you know, trees, and we get back to score it. And we scored the, the dog that was technically second on tree, and there's a possum. An opossum, you know, the things that we run over on the road all yeah. the time. It was, and they don't climb high. They don't, they don't climb like high. Record. It was on the first limb. 12 feet. Yes. Maybe off well, the what, And what made it so funny is everybody's looking at the top of the tree, which where that's where the raccoon normally goes is to yeah. the very top of the tree. So everybody's back looking. And it's nighttime and we got these headlights, yeah. kind of like spotlights. We're looking, looking. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then Philip looks down on the first branch. I said, your dog's got a possum. <laughs> There's your possum. So when you, when your dog does not tree a raccoon or any other animal besides a raccoon, it's minus. So minus not points. only are you minus your tree points, minus you're minus your strike. your strike points. So this dog is now, what, 150 yeah. in the hole to the negative. Well, Was leading. Yeah, was in the lead. Well, now I've got a chance. I'm excited. My dog's not on that tree, but, you know— the guy that I was hunting with is a good friend of mine, and we've hunted all over this world. And he looked at me, and he said, "Brammy, I think your dog's got a possum." <laughs> and I said, "I, I said, no, nah, he ain't got no. My dog ain't got no possum." But I really was thinking uh, the chances of my dog tree and a coon ten, ten feet, feet away. I mean, it was the trees were ten feet apart, <clears throat> or slim to none. But I'm all, but he, I was trusting because he was he was yeah, he was hammering on it. And he had never retrieved one other possum besides that. And that's a great story to tell some yeah. other time. Anyway, so he said, you ready to shine your tree? I said, I'm ready. And I shined up there. Boom. It was you that saw it, wasn't it? Well, I think, I think you, we all hit it right at the same time. Just Two yellow eyes yep. at the top of the tree, 10 feet from it. My dog had a raccoon. 
and that dog had a possum 10 feet away. Never in my life. And man, you talking about. Oh, it was proud oh, daddy. Oh, what proud daddy. What did Johnny say? He didn't say anything. <laughs> I think he. I think he went. No words he to got, be spoken. He took that leash off that tree. And so that was right. Johnny's dog. Well, they had a. You know, it was a. Maybe. I think, okay. We don't. Kavey, we won't name any name. I think it was owned by multiple people, maybe because it was a good dog. It was a good dog. Now she was jam up, and she had won a She's lot of hard hunts. to beat. What she was, was very hard to beat. Molly. Molly. How did you remember? Wow. How did you remember that? I don't remember. Or I don't know. I just remember. Cause she was, she was, she had that dog. Most people that grew had learned how to coon hunt, learned how to coon hunt behind that dog mm-hmm. because she had she'd been all over the world. Yeah, coon hunting. I was proud. I was proud of mine because he wasn't that old back then, mm-hmm. and and that was that's tough because anytime you know dogs they get, they pack. It's just what they do, and so it's hard for a dog to to stay on his own because it was her. Two yeah. other dogs on this one tree, and him just there by himself. Yeah, to have his own, have enough confidence to say, "No, this is y'all were supposed to be over here." Yeah, but they were all over there on the possum tree. So that's it. If you're a city person, or maybe you're a small town person in another part of the country where there are not a lot of trees or whatever, but that's a small town hobby, raccoon hunting, and it's it's clean fun. It's just clean fun, man. It's a lot of work. But, man, we had some good times. It kept us out of a lot of trouble, I It think. did keep us out of a ton of trouble. Because that was 21, 22, 23. Yeah. All through those kind of tough years. We could have really Well, Steve, and we're going to let you get back on the road. Going coyote hunting. You got a long way to go tonight where you're traveling down 160. Get your jacket back on. <laughs> yes. And uh, all, joke, all jokes aside, Steve, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Shane. Enjoyed it. Good to be back again one more time. Well, Hayden, Alabama. Uh, Just going to become regular. Depends on how often you walking. <laughs> depends, I'll, let, I'll let the audience. Depends on the audience response. The audience, yeah, if we, get, response, a bunch of, if we get a bunch of these. We get boo. Boo. Put him back on the road. Yes. <laughs> and uh, speaking of that, if you've not subscribed and hit the, the button so that you get the notifications. Yeah, like, man, do that. I had some people criticize me recently saying that it was my fault that they weren't seeing the videos on YouTube. I don't think that's... I mean, if there's something I can do, I'll do it. But I think that's because maybe you don't have the notifications hit. Subscribe. Subscribe, hit the notifications. This is Hayden Alabama Podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Shane. I'm Steven. We'll see you next time.